As more intense and visually attractive sports like cricket, football, tennis, badminton and even kabaddi grasp the attention of the Indian audience, golf is a sport that is known to be enjoyed by the stereotypical upper stratum individual as their leisure activity. It is a sport that is lurking in the background for years now in India. Though this sport is not on every Indian's favorite list, yet the Indian society has not failed in bringing out world-class golfers whose achievements have assisted in the growth of the sport in the country. Golf was introduced in India by the British Empire, much like other popular sports. In 1829, the first golfing establishment, the Royal Calcutta Golf Club, was established in the East Indian metropolis. This establishment shows the age of golf as a professional sport in India. It was 22 years later that the world saw a shift from golf as a gentleman's game to a golf as a competitive sport. Golf is no longer known as the sport of the rich, for the rich or by the rich. It is no longer restricted to the tycoons and the corporate giants of the world, as networking is far more open today. It has opened its doors to middle class because of the ascent in sponsored events by leading Indian and multinational brands. These events promote young talents and bring out the best in them. Golfing culture in India is growing vastly, but we must take advantage of our rapidly increasing resources if the nation wants to imprint its name in the sports history books. Hello everyone, you're listening to The Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today, I'm joined by Rahul Bajaj. He is a certified golf instructor with over 15 years of experience as a touring pro and he is also the founder of Golf Garage, an online portal catering to all your golfing needs. Be it pre-owned golf clubs to classy golf t-shirts, you name it and they have it. Hello Rahul, welcome to the show. Hi Anurag, thank you so much for having me on your show and considering me to be able to speak about golf. No, it's a great pleasure to be uh, hosting you on the show today, Rahul. Thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank so, you. Very kind of you. How's the academy doing? All, all back to back on track, or is it still, uh, you know, going slow? So uh, the way it works on my side is, you know, we I, I coach at the Noida Golf Club and mm-hmm. uh, the Noida Stadium, and now I've also started teaching at Crossing Republic. Okay. Uh, which is on the border of Noida and Ghaziabad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for, for me, uh, most of the students are still, you know, not able to make it. Some of them are in Delhi. Uh, some of them have only time on certain days and all of that. So it's not really gone back to normal. But as such, if I look into what's going on, it's been great because we've been doing online lessons. Uh, you know, I've been uh, advising my students to go through yoga classes online okay. as well mm-hmm. so that they can all keep up their uh, you know mental strength and their physical strength uh, during this pandemic time so that when the tournaments actually come in yeah they're able to come out and still be in form you know uh, instead of actually this time can be really difficult for some people and they could start thinking that you know uh, we can practice later and all of that but uh, that actually will hamper them in the long run so we've actually suggested them to go the other way around mm-hmm. and, you know, work on the other aspects which help in making athletes, which is yoga, meditation and uh, exercising so that uh, even if they are not out here, they are still working on something which is going to be productive in the long run. 
Yeah, I mean, that's really important. You know, it, this game is not just about, uh, you know, just uh, physical strength. It's more about, you know, how you maintain your body composure, how you maintain your mental strength as well, uh, even when you are not playing. So I believe it's really important for uh, us to be, you know, uh, that well connected to our mind and our body at the same time uh, while playing golf. And, uh, you know, uh, talking about, uh, you know, you coaching students and young kids, uh, you started as an amateur, right? So what was your journey like? Uh, when did you start uh, playing golf? So my journey uh, actually started when I was 15 years old and I started at this little, uh, you know, maybe a summer camp at Noida Golf Club, even though I had been introduced earlier to the sport by my father uh, in Calcutta because he was in the army. So he took me to the golf course and I got introduced to it. I never really enjoyed the sport, to be honest with you, Anurag. <laughs> it wasn't really fun for me. It wasn't really the kind of sport I wanted to play. But uh, when I came down here to, to Noida and I started at the age of 15, uh, something struck in me to want to get better at it. And uh, so that's when the journey really started. And I kept on going on that path. And every time I got better, I actually wanted to become even better after that. Right. So it was like, a, you know, it's like that push that if you run three kilometers, then you're thinking, you know, tomorrow, let me try to run 3.5 kilometers. True, true. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of like that my entire journey so far. So, yeah, so that's how it started. And uh, thereafter, I just, you know, I started participating in some tournaments and mm -hmm. Uh, started seeing that my handicap was getting better and uh, once I got into tournaments Anurag and I ma I've actually started making up my mind about playing golf at the age of 18 okay is when I actually decided you know between going for a you know full-time college or professional college somewhere versus uh, you know staying in Delhi and uh, go on keep on practicing in golf mm -hmm. uh, so I chose the latter and so I stuck around here and I would actually spend most of my time at the golf course, uh, just practicing from sunlight to sunset. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what I did. And uh, one thing led to the other. And, you know, I kept on getting a little bit better um, with passing time. And that's what really sprung me on. Then I started playing some tournaments mm -hmm. wherein, again, it was like first I went in and I performed really, really shabbily. Okay. And, uh, you know, that uh, leads you to, it can lead you to two places. One is uh, a slightly embarrassed zone, yeah. which would be anyway. <laughs> uh, the other zone that is there is that, you know, you're like, oh, now I know a little better. So let me try to do this a little better the next time. True. And I got into the second zone. Uh, so, you know, I started figuring out ways as to how to get a little better about playing tournaments. Mm -hmm. And uh, thereafter, you know, I think 2000 and 50, uh, 2006, I started playing the amateur tour. Okay. And uh, by the end of the first year itself, I was, I think, ranked 13th on the order of merit. Wow, that's nice. Uh, which was uh, my very first year on tour. And uh, that just led me to, you know, start thinking that, wow, I'd, I'd try to break that barrier the next year. Mm -hmm. So the next year I went out and I tried to break that barrier as well. Right. 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 And uh, and the next year I finished, I think, uh, if I'm not wrong, I finished eighth on the order of merit that year. OK. Wow. Right. Mm. So, yeah. So things just went up like that. And then in 2011 end, I uh, played my first professional event uh, in at the Indian Open in Delhi Golf Club. OK. And formally turned pro uh, 
at the 2012 qualifying wow and hmm. 2010 has been a year which which actually stood out in in shine of my amateur career because i'd won even though i'd won national tournaments uh, three times before that uh but playing for your country and being able to get a medal at the asian games is a different feeling altogether and then being able to also represent your country at you know uh various international events including uh, you know the eisenhower trophy which is a world cup of golf mm-hmm. so you know uh, 2010 ended up becoming a little bit of a highlight year and then i turned pro and then i spent 7 years uh, playing pro golf so how uh, has the landscape changed in the last decade like you turned pro at uh, 2010 uh, yeah. so how has the whole landscape changed Is i turned it, pro in 2012 2012 yeah so in the last you know 8 8 10 years if i have to look at the whole uh, you know landscape of uh, pro golfing especially for amateurs and young players how it has changed what do you feel has uh, uh, been a positive point for it and what are the uh, weaknesses that are still there um so anurag you'll be you know happy to know that uh, golf as such as a sport in india i think as long as i've been seeing it has only been growing mm. okay so be it in its popularity be it be it in pe- more people wanting to play it uh, in all those aspects the sport has only been growing with more opportunities to play uh, be it uh, you know locally at a club near you and just to you know pick up the sport for recreation uh even those are growing because people are being able to you know lay hands on uh, golf courses now for much cheaper price than they used to yeah true so the inaccessibility so to speak of golf has reduced uh in, in mm. a huge manner but still there is a long way to go you know so that is where where golf stands uh, as a sport but if i look at professional golf over the years that i have played um uh, you will see that that the competition level each year that i've been there has changed and today we are at a level uh, that pro golf in india at a tournament you have to play uh, you have to shoot about 20 to 25 under per yeah. tournament mm-hmm. over four days to be able to win a tournament you know True. and that speaks volumes about the depth of the field and the amount of talent we have in our country right and believe you me anurag you'll be surprised also that uh, if you can really you know shoot those numbers on indian golf courses mm-hmm. you can definitely do that abroad Yeah I mean that actually uh, that that is actually really true you know because uh, I still see uh, golf golf courses in India I mean uh, some some of the golf courses are really tough yeah and uh, so I mean yeah correctly said if you can actually shoot these numbers on <laughs> our courses then I'm sure uh, you know international courses would be much forgiving Yeah so so what happens on rag is that if you actually go out and play tournaments uh, the way we guys have played we've mm-hmm. gone through you know to different countries and also variety of states in india to play mm-hmm. on different golf courses so what you will see is that week after week what you're doing is you're adapting to completely different conditions yeah right uh, you could be playing a tournament in bangalore in absolutely pristine condition and then you could land up uh, somewhere you know else in the country and be absolutely struck with uh you know crap grass which is cow grass yeah. in the normal mm. terms right um so you could be playing in those kind of conditions and in those kind of conditions to shoot those numbers is no mean feat so once a guy has done that when you look at uh, an american golf course or a, or a european uh, golf course what you will see on an american golf course is the condition looks pretty similar every week mm. right mm. so every tournament you see on tv the condition is looking the same the weather conditions do change of course and the course setup changes Yeah. Uh, the course uh, layout changes but 
the conditions are pretty much you know really really good and the conditions in india are not that good but having said that if players can do it over here i think with a little bit more support we could have tons of players uh, going outside of india and really proving themselves yeah we were talking about uh, support what sort of uh, popularity rise have you seen amongst millennials uh, especially you know since now you are into full time coaching uh, you must be seeing a lot of young kids coming in with their parents so uh, what sort of uh, you know rise in popularity have you seen for golf amongst millennials uh again actually you know anurag i'll i'll start this from like i think a 2010 12 mm-hmm. kind of a period uh instead of just focusing on what's happening right now mm-hmm. the fact is that uh back i think i think this revolution around junior golf started around 7 or 8 years ago okay where we started seeing a lot of junior golfers come into the club mm. you know so now a lot of parents want their kids to become golfers and play the sport and interestingly not just for recreation even if the parent does not play golf they're actually looking at their child uh, becoming a champion at some point of time yeah 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 so there is a huge growth in those numbers in fact you know if there's anyone listening to this i would actually urge you all to go to your nearest golf course probably in the evening at about 5 o'clock and have a look at the number of junior kids that play mm. um interestingly i can also tell you that my youngest youngest student started at the age of 6 and a half years with me yeah right mm. and i regularly teach 6 year old 8 year old 11 year old kids who are really really good in the rock they are really good at the sport and they love playing it so the demographics of uh, the sport in the country is changing rapidly it's just a matter of time where wherein we can actually say that it could be one of the main sports right uh i won't use the term mass because that might be a little difficult but it could definitely become one of the main sports of the country yeah i mean look at ojaswini right. i mean uh, she is a 6 year old champion right. and she is leading women's golf in india right um so i don't think so you know uh, these days i mean age age i mean especially for golf i mean you know uh, people say that oh i don't have that age to play golf anymore i think that's the biggest myth <laughs> for golf i think uh, you know age is not a number in golf absolutely not absolutely not in fact uh you'll be again the numbers that we see are uh, starting from 6 years of age mm. and i can take you all the way up to the 90s yeah right with that kind of a demographic to play a sport it's a surprise that not so many more people play it right now right india is not really you know we we call, like to call ourselves a sporting nation but we are not actually a very sporting nation mm. uh I I would think that a sporting nation is one which encourages people to be outdoors and do things outdoors you know like maybe a, a trekking or a cycling or a running you know that's that's there in their culture yeah. India doesn't have that yet and I think we have to not only make strides in golf uh we also need to make strides in first making our country into a sort of a, an athletic or a sporting nation true yeah yeah and then we can actually expect the biggest numbers to come in so the it has to be two pronged approach it cannot be a one pronged approach no that's rightly said because you know we uh, as indians are mostly regarded as it professionals so we are you know people who sit with a laptop and do coding that's how the world sees us and you know yeah. it's it's right it's sadly a culture thing actually anurag yeah. it's sadly a culture thing what happens is that when you talk about uh, golf to someone or any sport to someone you will say uh you will see the guy who said like let's say in the age of 40 probably got a kid or two at home uh he's been married for a couple of years what he's going to think is that you know my age to play sport mm. 
is not there anymore right true but actually uh, if you go through any sort of researches that have happened in the past you will see that there is no age to play sport in fact countries that have uh, involved people in playing sports are healthier countries they've got longer life spans right yeah. so not going and playing a sport is not an excuse anymore we have seen that revolution quite a bit now uh, in terms of india also but i think it's very centric to the urban world so let's say you can you can say uh, a delhi ncr or a chennai or a bombay mm-hmm. might be uh, you know wanting to go that route uh, a, a decent size in that population but i don't think everybody yet has realized the importance of it even though we are a yoga country we should have been everybody should be practicing yoga but we don't do it right that itself could increase so much of life span <laughs> that's that's really uh, you know uh, on point because uh, as a nation i mean if you look at our numbers also uh, for any uh, family on a, like an average indian family you look at uh, you know they look at their kid and they'll say okay he plays good cricket he plays good football theek hai you know uh, keep it as a hobby that's like a hobby that you can have for a few years and then when it comes to uh, doing college then you you know prepare for those examinations entrance exams and then you get a job and then you can you know simultaneously continue your hobby <laughs> so that is right. like one big problem because i'll give my own example i uh, also started back in 2000 i believe 2004 and 2005 okay so my my dad was in the bsf and he was posted in shillong so um, uh, i got a you know uh, really good chance of playing at the shillong golf club right so i i started back in 2005 but uh, so far you know i have al- always been like a casual weekend golfer yeah because uh, you know at the back of the mind it was always studies first and uh, you know focus on your career second and then maybe if you get time then you can focus more on your hobbies that is something that uh, even though parents don't uh, you know emphasize but it gets in your mind somewhere or the other yeah so as as a nation i you know you have rightly said that unless and until we become an outdoor going uh, you know the personality changes to an out, outdoor going person yeah. we cannot uh, change the whole uh, you know uh, playground of sports in india absolutely absolutely so we have to really look at this in a in a different light uh, we have a societal issue also mm. right uh no matter what i say anurag there is definitely a societal issue people mm. do look at you differently when you play sport and you know they they uh, if if i may be very candid right now yeah, yeah. i can tell you that there are a lot of times that you'd say that you're a professional golfer and you'd get someone who is on the other side could be an uncle or an aunt or anyone mm. turn around and say acha wo to theek hai par karte kya ho true <laughs> right uh, yeah. so that's that's a very possible thing to happen um if this would see a professional golfer's routine they would be they if they can find time in the middle of the day somewhere for them mm. to do something else mm. i'd be highly shocked because a full time professional golfer has a full time job professional golf is his full time job mm. so mm. if anyone thinks that just playing professional golf is not a job in itself you're absolutely wrong because like i said you've got to be in the gym mm-hmm. you've got to be uh doing yoga also you also got to be practicing meditation and and you know mental fitness in a way you also have to be dedicating time to your technical aspects of your game and also make sure that for your scoring abilities going to the golf course and playing rounds on a regular basis true true right so with all that going on 
how does one actually do something else on the side it's That's a very true. difficult thing so i think i think uh, essentially when when people start understanding that sports can be a profession i think yes things will change and i think to a very large extent anurag things have started changing people have started understanding maybe it's only reached a certain strata of the society yet i think it will reach uh, a bigger strata as well mm-hmm. in times to come and i i also feel that uh, social media as such plays a huge role in changing these things today yeah true because uh, suddenly you know you have a, a sort of via media for for a sportsman or an upcoming player to have a sort of a marketing ability yeah right which is a free of charge marketing ability now it's your own achievements and your own marketing ability which will get you uh, through but uh, there is an opportunity now you don't have to uh, you know wait for things to happen you can start making things happen yourself yeah so it's a it's a things are changing very very rapidly people are also seeing sportsmen online and you know being able to gain some more respect for them uh i definitely think south india uh, has way more respect for sportsmen mm-hmm. as opposed to a little bit of north india and even though i'm a north indian i'm saying this out aloud <laughs> being very candid about it um uh, you know i definitely see that uh sort of a thought process more often than not but uh, having said that things will change uh, sooner or later until then there will definitely be challenges in terms of you know ye kya kahega wo kya kahega and agar kuch nahi hua to uh the fact of the matter is anurag everything on the internet is or by a computer True. by a device uh will start taking shape let's say uh in times to come you might not even need an accountant by the way because your laptop or an application can handle everything you you can also make invoices by the way on a mobile phone today yeah, so yeah. you you know for that big job of an accountant which used to be a great deal earlier there is there are free apps for that true right uh in times to come uh you can do all sorts of marketing planning on apps these days you can also do uh i i don't know uh, what's going on on the scenes of mbas but i definitely came across an article a few days ago that what is the effect of the pandemic on an mba degree mm-hmm. okay does it still hold as much value that it used to uh and it was a it was a uh, an association which had written about this that the demand for mbas over the years has dropped true you know so the people with skill with skill who can do things like a sportsman for that matter would actually start gaining more value now hmm. because you can't replace a sportsman unless and until you plan to watch tournaments uh which are played by robots or online tournaments right like a video game unless and until you are willing to do that you are only going to be growing the game further which is great in my opinion true right and when that happens people will start warming up to you also becoming a sportsman mm-hmm. yeah the other flip side of this and i'm taking a little bit time on this question because it is an important question yeah it is uh, yeah so when i look at let's say a junior golfer mm. uh 16 17 18 please study okay be it in any sport that you're playing do study because studies will help you in a variety of ways one of the most important ways that it will help you is when you make up uh a good sports career for yourself you will have to speak to the media hmm. and how are you going to speak if you're not educated true right so you do need education you do need education to interact with your sponsors also so even if you want to become a sportsman don't leave your studies it's only going to help you in the long run that's true right so 
studies is not a bad thing it's a great thing uh, so you must absorb that as well but uh, when it comes to the sport i understand that there are fears amongst people that whether you will make it or not make it let me assure you that there are way more opportunities these days around sports and you can also fall back on that having said that if i just leave the fallback option on the side for a second i say if you are going to worry about whether i'm going to make it or not make it don't do it yeah that is true because you've already started on the back foot mm the greatest athletes in this world have not never said that what they say is that they saw a goal and they saw that sweating it out daily towards that goal is what they did that's what they wanted to do true so true. they kept doing that right without worrying about what's going to come out of it so if you've set a goal to become a sportsman just go out there and say you know i'm going to get this done one way or the other and find a way because if you start listening to people there will be more reasons to say no than to say yes i can assure you but that one reason to say yes should be good enough for you to pull through yeah i mean you cannot start your uh, journey with a doubt in your mind absolutely so you, you need to be very clear as to what you want to achieve you want you have you want to become like arjun yeah. he only sees the eye of the fish and nothing else right right absolutely and if you look at mohammad ali one of the greatest athletes of all times uh this great quote by him and he said i am the greatest and i knew it before i even became the greatest yeah right and if you go and watch his movie on let's say netflix i think there's a netflix movie on mohammad ali mm-hmm. you will notice that this guy had like two absolutely opposing personalities inside his house and outside when he was in the ring absolutely opposing personalities and that is what sportsmen do sportsmen have a different outlook and persona on the outside mm. because that's what makes them great that's what makes them stand out from everyone else who's trying to compete with them right so there are very interesting examples out there that one could take true and uh, rahul uh, talking about uh, you know sportsmen and uh, you know this whole pandemic situation uh, you must be in touch with a lot of professionals and touring pros in india what sort of impact uh, has this whole covid-19 situation had on uh, the players and the whole business in or you know in a whole situation um so if i were to just speak about professional golf i think this pandemic has affected it very badly mm. uh, because there are no tournaments happening and uh, you know in this situation for even a lot of uh, let's say big companies to come forward and sponsor events is going to be a difficult thing because even they are suffering right so it's a it's definitely a time of uh, difficulty for uh, professional golfers uh most of them will survive it of course because some of them also come from you know decent background some of them have made good money uh playing tournaments so some of them will survive uh some of them might have some difficulty but i'm sure that they're all keeping themselves uh afloat by keeping staying positive and finding more and more things to do uh so that they can supplement their income as of right now yeah. before tournaments begin again mm-hmm. uh i think you know anurag the great thing about sport is i'm not very you know i'm i'm concerned about my professional golf for friends at this point but i wouldn't be very concerned one thing that sports teaches you anurag is to find a way mm-hmm. and work hard right True. yeah and i think that will hold everyone in a good stead mm. throughout this period they will try to stay positive they will keep working hard 
and they will keep finding ways to get themselves better so that when tournaments begin they will push themselves and you know maybe start winning more tournaments and maybe start getting more top finishes yeah i'm very sure that professional athletes will be doing this because because of the way they end up training their mind over a period of time right that's true it is yeah. a difficult time let's not deny that but at the same time there is nothing else to do uh, pe- a lot of people not only in sport but otherwise are also having a difficult time yeah we can only stay afloat and try to stay positive and work hard even like like i said you might not be able to go out but you can stay in and still work on things which can get you better yeah you can always work on your swing at home you know yeah you, you could do that you yeah. you could work on your golf swing uh, that's definitely one thing some sometimes you know not hitting golf balls actually helps you to make the changes that uh, you know which you were unable to make when you actually mm. had the ball in front of you it might find funny to a layman listening to this but actually it makes a difference because when you don't get feedback from a ball immediately you're actually able to work on the correct things for a longer duration of time yeah right so uh, that's definitely one then also of course like i said earlier also the yoga and meditation part that would also that's also something that a lot of players maybe who've not even done it in the past are probably doing it right now just to make sure that they are utilizing their time well so sportsmen i'm very sure will get through this period on rock because they are uh, you know by nature or by by the design of their uh, uh working that they train their minds so they'll be doing well through true, the pandemic true. yeah so, uh, tell me about the biggest myth that you have heard in golf throughout your career okay there are there are plenty myths about <laughs> golf uh, which is the biggest one let's start with the biggest one okay if i if i just go around talking about technical aspects okay one of the biggest myths is this whole thing that everybody says head down head down <laughs> during the swing okay it's the biggest myth ever anurag uh if anything if i could just switch that into eye on the ball mm. that would be the best thing because i want someone to look at the ball when they are swinging and when the ball leaves the club you should still be looking at the ball not looking down anymore true right and i've got various uh, scientific basis for why it is actually beneficial to let your head go when mm. the ball goes mm. so that's definitely one of the biggest myths uh, in technical aspects of the game and another technical aspect which is you know there's something called a release uh, there's hardly anybody who can actually explain what a correct release is yeah. right and it's funny mm. how i keep listening to people trying to teach it so that's again another one of those myths that is very very common uh, the other myth that actually for the last couple of days that i've been looking at is that the go- that golf is only played by people who are retired no uh, yeah this this is like a big one <laughs> yeah so in fact the last few days i've been looking at uh, you know i've been talking to a few people for some uh, help in terms of my work and when i start talking to them about what kind of people do you think play golf mm. you'll be surprised that everyone says 50 or 55 plus okay that's a big myth in my opinion in today's day and age because i run this thing called golf garage my entire customer base starts at like the age of 15 mm. right yeah and most of my clients who have come off social media start at 15 and probably end at 40 and the ones above that are people who come from word of mouth they don't even come via social media mm. right yeah so if i look at just that myth as such i'm dealing mostly with people who are 50 between 15 and 40 45 years of age mm-hmm. so that's a huge myth in itself and it's a myth that i think has lasted india for way many years 
too many years now, right? Uh, everybody thinks that it's an old man's sport and all of that. And I probably made that mistake myself when I started out mm-hmm. thinking that, you know, no, it's, this is not going to be interesting enough. But actually, finally, it's one of the most interesting games anyone would ever play. Yeah, and that's that's actually leading to the next myth that actually I wanted to ask you that a lot of uh, people, uh, you know, uh, especially our age, you know, they'll look at golf and they'll say, oh, it's a boring game. Yeah. You know, you just keep on walking for seven, eight kilometers and there's nothing else to do. Just look at the ball hit and, you know, go fetch. It's like, you know, you're just like a dog. You're just fetching the ball. <laughs> so I guess that's a big myth. Why don't you burst it for us? Could I, could I, could I say something to these people who think that golf is a boring sport? Okay, Um, I like to usually explain to people who just don't know about the game as golf is a game of chess played on a field of grass. Yeah. Okay, that's what it is. There is immense amount of strategy. There is immense amount of skill involved. Yeah. And believe you me, if you are not physically fit, you cannot walk eight kilometers. That is true. Right. So when I look at all these aspects culminating together is when you can actually play decent golf. So whoever is listening to this, Uh, and thinks that golf is boring, uh, try it out. Try to connect that small ball with that small (laughs) club over and over again. If you still think it's boring, uh, I would love to hear back from you because the amount of skill that is involved in moving those muscles again and again in the same way so that that club can come back and the ball can hit absolutely back in the center of it is very tough to gain. That's the first thing. Second thing is moving your body as much as it moves during a golf swing and as stable as it needs to be. You will have to probably have a great core and a great turning ability, which leaves you with another aspect of golf, which means your physical aspects, right? The strategy part, guys, by the way, uh, I want to tell you how important this strategy part is to map out your way around a golf course, those eight kilometers of walk, how to map it is very, very important. And there's multiple benefits of this strategy. True. It also would teach you strategy in your businesses. True, true, yeah. Right? Because suddenly you will be looking at not just a field of grass, but suddenly you'll be looking at a hole where there is water. Mm-hmm. True. There are trees. There is air, wind. There is rain also. There is a hole put in a certain location. And then there is bunkers which have sand in them. True. Now, this is pretty much like life, right? You go out on the road, there's a pothole, then a speed breaker. But you mitigate your way through it. Yeah. Right? But if you're thinking about something else, it's definitely happened with you that you've gone inside that gadda on the road and <laughs> you've jumped over, over the speed breaker. Yeah. If you were paying attention, it was fine. True. Right? True. Yes. But it's a very nice way of actually training your strategic uh, aspect of your life. And if you can spend five hours out there focused because you're focusing on strategy now, moving your body the way you need to move in golf and walking eight kilometers a day, believe you me, you'd have a pretty good life. True, true. And those eight kilometers are not on a straight line. Yeah. And it wouldn't be boring anymore because you're thinking. Strategy is all about thinking and applying your mind. So suddenly now golf doesn't remain boring anymore. It's addictive. Yeah, <laughs> to me, golf addictive. is addictive. No, it's very, very addictive, actually. It's very addictive because of these reasons, Anurag. It's very addictive also because humans have an ego, right? We all men and women, everyone has a ego, right? One of the biggest reasons I think people love playing golf is because their ego can't handle how from day to day, they cannot actually hit that ball the way they were hitting it yesterday. On the same course. <laughs> on the same course on the next day. 
right true, true. and from hole to hole from you know from maybe a morning round to an evening round things can change true and that could really be uh, that that can also be an ego bust for someone but also what happens is that the guy is like how can i not do this so i'm going to go back tomorrow and i'm going to work hard at this and i'm going to figure out a way yeah and that's what drives people to come back to the golf course and it's great because you're putting your head in a place which is a positive place to be that is true right involving your time your free time in a positive place like a sport be it be it golf or be it any other sport for that matter let me tell you is only going to impact you positively yeah whether we using that free time of yours and doing something else with it which completely will never um, actually um, uh, you know contribute to your life true in that sense golf even if you've spent 2 hours over there it would actually end up contributing to your life which is superb i think any sport for that matter anurag any sport i don't want to be biased here any sport will benefit you yeah i mean you have rightly said about the whole you know making strategies because i remember when uh, so these days i am not playing it's been like almost 4 months i have not picked up the club but uh, earlier you know when we used to play during weekends like the whole week you know me and my friends would uh, interact with each other over whatsapp or something and we'll make strategies because we'll have our four balls and also you know we'll make our own strategies that you know how we'll maneuver the golf course and you know how the first uh, front nine and the back nine would be played it's like so engaging even when you are not on the course you are always thinking of the course you are always thinking of what's going to happen and you know how the things are going to change so it's actually a game game where you are not just playing uh, physically you are also challenged mentally absolutely absolutely and uh, you, you know interestingly when i talk about my coaching life mm-hmm. uh when i talk to club golfers or junior golfers everyone just comes these days and they just stand on the mat and they think that there's something wrong with their golf swing mm. you know i've totally changed the aspect of this but the thing is that if i could make someone understand how to strategize themselves mm. on the golf course on the basis of their skill set mm-hmm. i could turn anyone down uh their handicap by 2 to 4 shots mm. in just one round of golf by making them understand where were the leakages uh, during their play right right you mm. might not even need a technical lesson from me mm-hmm. if you come to me and say you know i'm a 14 handicapper mm. and i want to become a better handicapper this is not necessary that it's your golf swing or your technical aspect that is lacking more often than not i see in a 14 handicapper the reason he cannot tone down his handicap is because he does not strategize anything True. and he thinks the fault is lying within him me he's me. just not understood there you go yeah there are so many one. people like that who yeah. don't understand wherein there is immense amount of strategy involved and if i just took care of that i could play a better round of golf on a daily basis and True. if you would go back in history you uh, talk about arnold palmer or jack nicklaus a lot of the older time players said you know we would go to the driving range in the morning uh before the pga tour tournament was there and if i was hitting a fade i'd play with the fade all day long mm. right so he would map his round around the golf course with a fade and the days he was hitting a draw on the range he would just map his way around the golf course with a draw mm. and they are completely different ways of mapping the round true correct so that's the amount of strategy involved in golf there you you can hit it from either way 
uh, be it technical or strategical, and you could still become a better player. Yeah, that is true. It's one of the most interesting sports that you will ever have, and the the biggest difficulty with with golf, and I would I actually challenge anyone who thinks it's boring. Uh, the biggest difficulty with golf is the amount of dead time you spend walking. Correct. The walking part is dead time. You're not really hitting a ball. You're probably chit-chatting or just walking, right? Now, this dead time, how detrimental this is to you is that in human psychology, it is a proven fact that out of every 10 thoughts that a human has, six of them are negative thoughts. Mm. Now, imagine having negative thoughts while you're walking to your next shot. And the next thing you know, you hit a bad shot, right? True. Yeah. Why? Because you've been riling up these negative thoughts in your head. Yeah. If I leave any human idle, six out of 10 thoughts are going to be negative anyway. So imagine the amount of brain control that you need to actually play a positive round of golf. True. True. Right. And that's why we also see people who are, I've seen people who are 90 years, 92 years and 95 years old who, who would come and play a round of nine holes regularly. Yeah. Yeah, because, and they were ever smiling people. So it's it's definitely whoever thinks that it's a boring sport, I urge you to come around and try the sport out. And uh, I'd, I'd be happy to help also if you want. But I can break that myth completely that it's not boring. In fact, it's the most interesting sport to play. Yeah, it is actually, you know, and, uh, you know, talking about the point that you made uh, regarding strategizing, I mean, that's like the biggest problem with uh, any uh, average golfer, you know, who's like a 14 handicapper or a 12 handicapper. We uh, try to uh, do the same mistakes again and again. We know, like, for example, we know that on this particular hole, uh, there's a water body in front, there are hazards in front, I don't have to hit a driver, I can do away with a 5 iron or a six iron maybe and get on to the green in two on a, on a par four but still you know you have that itch in your hand to pick up the driver and hit and uh, again you know like the dead walk once you hit a wrong shot then throughout that walk you're just thinking where my ball is is it in the bunker is it in the water is it hiding behind a bush how am i supposed to hit a par and then you end up doing a two over. <laughs> right. So same like life, right? It could be that you've gone over a certain speed breaker at one point of time. And if your mind wanders, you will go over that speed breaker again, right? True, true. At a, at, at a high speed because yeah. your head wasn't there. And then you're like, you, you slap your head and you say, you know, you just had this last time and you've done this again. Today. Again, yeah. Right. <laughs> so you knew where the speed breaker was, <laughs> but you still accelerated on top of it. Why you should have decelerated on top true, of it. True, true. Right. So when you're, this is the same thing like like life. Yeah. And you forget about it. And then when you do this one time more, and when you do this one time more, then you start thinking, oh my God, uh, is there a speed breaker coming up now? True. Right. So when there's no speed breaker also, you're suddenly thinking, is there a speed breaker? I hope I don't go over it like that mm. again. Right. So that's pretty much what life is and, and what golf is. And I think you, you can have immense control on your mind and your general life uh, if you were to play the sport in the right stead. True. And you would have a much longer life. That is true. Imagine walking eight hours when you turn 75 years of age, mm. eight kilometers at 75 years of age. That'll be amazing, right? That is, that is. That'll be amazing. And you could do that in a sport like golf. You probably couldn't run around a basketball court at the age of 75. True. Right? But you can definitely go around a golf course 
your ability to play the game as well as you played at the age of 35 would have definitely decreased. But it's a sport you can still enjoy at that age. And that's True. amazing about it, right? You could have superb ability at the age of 18 and you could still play it when you turn 90. Your ability has dropped, but you can still enjoy the game like you used to. So the enthusiasm remains the same. Yeah. You could still go out and enjoy yourself with it. Even though you play your whole life in the same golf course, you still wonder, what am I going to pick on the first tee? <laughs> totally. Totally. The <laughs> no golf course plays the same it. on a daily basis. The pin locations change. Yeah. The weather conditions change. The grass has gone up or down in thickness. Mm. Right? Or in length. The rough becomes up or down sometimes. Uh, every day, human body does not behave uh, similarly. So one day you find yourself in the middle of the fairway and one day you find yourself in uh, the rough and one day in the water has and one day behind a separate tree within the same rough. Mm. And uh, it you will be uh, faced with different challenges on the same hole just because the day has changed. Or maybe even you can play the same hole three times over and I can guarantee you, you're not going to do it the same way. True, that is true. You, you can't, you're a human, you can't do it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like really, really difficult to hit you know, your drives in the same spot every day, every Correct. other round. It's like Correct. It's because you're human. Look at the number of muscles that are moving to make that small head connect with that small ball. So you better catch it in the center with mm. all the muscle movements absolutely move, moving in sync with each other like true. they were when you were hitting it good. That is true. That is true. And right? uh, yeah, I mean, even, you know, uh, the best in the business, they don't hit the ball the same, uh, you know, manner every other round. That's why, that's why, you know, the tournaments are for four days. It's a four, uh, four rounds because... It's a marathon. It's true. not a, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Every golf tournament is like a marathon. True, true. So, it's probably the most interesting sport anyone will play only if they take it up. Yeah, that is true. You have to take it up. And once you pick it up, then you can't put it down. So, it's yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just that first day that you need a little bit of patience because you won't be able to connect with the ball. But if you can get through the first day, I've noticed that if people get through the first day, they come back to the golf course. Yeah. It's the ones who get frustrated on the second swing and they're like, okay, I've swung this twice at that ball and it's not hit it. Though, if that guy loses it on the, that, the first few shots, then he probably might not come back. But the person who actually connects with even one ball, mm -hmm. that guy is back the next day. True, true. That guy's back for sure. That so is true. Actually, any sport for that matter, Anurag, I would say, even if you take tennis or squash or cricket or any sport, every sport requires strategy, mental health, uh, fitness, physical fitness, everything. Yeah. The only difference I would say between other sports and golf is that golf requires a little bit more control over the mind hmm. and it gives you a much longer span of time to enjoy the sport. True. You need patience and, you know, you also need that resilience. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the one of the reasons that a lot of ex-sportsmen, like maybe a cricketer or a hockey player, all these people play golf. Uh, I don't think they play golf because golf is a sport of retirement. Mm. No. <laughs> they play golf because it challenges them. The yeah. way their sport challenged them when they were working hard at something. So they play golf because it challenges them on a daily basis. True, true. And you know, talking about challenges, Rahul, uh, 
what were the initial challenges with your uh, venture that you started uh, golf garage you know tell our audience about your venture because uh, i remember we uh, came in contact uh, what early 2019 i suppose uh, wow. you... yes i would think so yeah so I, so guys who are listening to us I, i'll tell you a short story so uh, me and my dad we were looking at uh, a few clubs and at that time you know taylor made had come out with their m series of uh, irons and uh, drivers so me and my dad were thinking you know whether we should invest in uh, new clubs at that time or you know do something or maybe try and find a good pre owned uh, set somewhere and that's how uh, i connected with rahul uh, uh, on instagram actually and i was just looking at uh, a few pages on instagram and suddenly this page uh, comes on top uh, named as golf garage and uh, that's how i connected with rahul and i met him uh, me and my dad we met him on on the course on the range and uh, we uh, got ourselves a couple of clubs that's uh, you know when we initially interacted and uh, the whole uh, idea of golf garage was actually that it started in his garage so rahul I, you know the floor is yours you know tell us about this whole uh, venture and what was the idea behind it and how how it has grown grown in the last uh, one year so uh, the way i started uh, anurag i started this in the middle of 2017 mm. uh, out of like a whimsical kind of an idea that just came one afternoon i was like you know uh, it had been something that i'd always thought of mm. because uh, pre owned equipment ab- abroad be it uh, asia or be it america mm-hmm. there is a lot of pre owned equipment available okay. at a very affordable price for people who would think of that as a value proposition Mm. right but india also has some uh, although it's a completely unorganized market and you must have seen that yourself there'll be some yeah. caddy who will sell something to you mm. um, you know something like that would happen but there has been no sort of structure to it right so if you notice what we essentially do and this is how i started and this is how i started selling clubs was i would actually look at uh, you know finding out what is the correct value of a product certain model basis on depreciation and the condition of the product right right so we sort of started getting into organizing the whole thing mm. of pre owned equipment so that every product has got a certain kind of a pricing basis its depreciated value because of the model changes mm. and basis on the condition you know like for a layman if i were to explain it to them i use the example of a second hand car usually okay take for example let's say a maruti swift uh, if I, if i were to buy a maruti swift which was from 2012 i could have two maruti swifts swift from 2012 they've of course gone through some sort of uh, depreciation yeah. so these cars were purchased at 6.5 lakhs or 6 lakhs let's just take that as a round figure and both of these cars probably would be evaluated at something like about 2.5 lakhs today correct yeah approximately that much true now yeah. both these cars also cannot be priced the same way hmm because one guy has used his car for 40000 kilometers the other guy has used it for 1 lakh kilometers yeah now that's also not enough what has happened is that one guy has actually kept the seat covers very well and the insides of the car very nicely there's no dent on the outside and the other guy has uh, used it the completely the other way hmm right yeah. so it's a challenging model of business because you have to look into various aspects before you price a product but essentially that's what i started getting into because i'd seen a lot of this in asia and america mm-hmm. so i said you know there are plenty people in india who would love 
to play golf and who would love to pick up equipment which is at a better price point true yeah right what from a reliable source so we started actually building up a reliable source of pre-owned equipment mm. where you could actually catch someone's throat if something went wrong with it right and that's the trust factor that i'm trying to build on so that people see that the product that we talk about is the product that they receive true yeah right so we started building a model around pre-owned stuff which was exactly uh, what they saw is what they got and the price they paid for it should always be a bang for their buck true yes right so yeah. that's the model i started working on and eventually what has happened is that 2018 uh, we spent entirely on instagram and mm. i think 2019 june 20th if i'm not wrong is when i made my website live because you know the instagram messaging and all that wasn't helping so i wanted to you know give it a more formal structure mm-hmm. so i made a website and we started putting up uh you know pre owned equipment over there instead of putting using instagram as a selling platform yeah i remember those sunday sales happening every yeah. uh, sunday on instagram those are yeah. fun <laughs> yeah so that would that would be quite a a, a tough one to do mm. via social media mm. uh so that's why we we went the website model so that you know people can know that okay there is equipment that comes in it'll go up on the website and they can go and pick it up from there otherwise it was a, a very cumbersome thing i think even for a customer to you know let's say they find something mm. then two people message me then i give them both my upi id and then one sends the money and then maybe let's say 10 minutes later the other one sends the money whom should i give the product to tell me yeah <laughs> that's a big challenge uh, it used to be media. a big challenge yeah. so that's why we went the website model and we started the website with pre owned uh and one year down the line actually in this pandemic time i have changed the complete model of mm. the website mm. uh now the website has sort of expanded in its uh product categories we don't only have pre owned now we've also got new equipment we've mm-hmm. also got uh, apparel as well as accessories uh, i want golf garage to stay true to its you know whole call earlier on about you know pre owned equipment the quality of it and everything and the pricing that we look at mm-hmm. i want it to still remain the same um, but we've got the new equipment we've got the apparel and accessories uh, and the shoes uh, from various vendors so what i've done is i've converted the new section into a marketplace okay so the new section is directly handled by distributors and dealers okay um, from across india anyone who has a dealership or a distributorship of golf products across the country is welcome onto our platform to okay. come and sell their products mm-hmm. we are very happy to host them there is only uh, one policy that we are very strict with which is an anti counterfeit policy so if we find that any vendor will be selling fake products we will absolutely bar them from ever coming back and selling on our website other than that we have uh, an open policy in terms of getting everyone in the business of golf in india involved onto our platform you know talking about counterfeit products uh, i have actually seen a lot of uh, golf clubs going around in india which are actually fake right you know they'll have the ping logo on it but it's not ping right. some some you know counterfeit uh, company making that right. uh, any advice you want to give to people out there uh, you know when they are uh, looking out for these kind of pre-owned uh, products how to make sure that it's not uh, a counterfeit product okay so uh, 
stay away from counterfeit products totally the reason for that is not because they are not going to hit the golf ball uh, they might actually come back and hit you also okay uh, they 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 would be there could be damages to the product without even knowing it so i know where this comes from uh, what happens is that people get tempted because let's say a ping golf set in the market costs a lakh and 70000 rupees mm. okay tomorrow i walk up to you i say i'm going to sell you a fake ping golf set for 25000 rupees this is also brand new you're like man i really can't tell the difference so this you know why not just take this yeah right what actually uh, how to tell the difference is a very difficult thing i would suggest someone google it mm. uh, i can tell you a few features that you will see uh, on products one is you check the prints on the products okay the way the names are embossed mm-hmm. the way the the printing is done on the shaft and the grips you will see smudges of the print yeah. you will see very very bad printing quality that is one of the easiest giveaways of a fake product okay the other thing that you will see is that in a fake golf set i've noticed that when you hold the club in your hand it feels far heavier than what an original feels like mm correct that's another thing the third thing if you know anything about shaft flexes and you know how to feel a stiff and a regular flex you will see that on a counterfeit product the shaft flex will never match what it says on the shaft because of course it's not gone through quality control true yeah right so that's another aspect of it when you hit the club it will never give you the kind of feedback that an original club gives to you yeah and the sound yeah so that's feedback uh, and the sound is something that you will never get on a counterfeit product the way companies build this see there is a certain amount of r&d that goes into this equipment and that's why it costs so much uh, the material used are different so you know for this purpose i would just urge people uh, stay away from counterfeit products don't get you know uh, swayed into somebody selling you something for 25000 rupees so it it's okay it's not okay because it's your hard earned 25000 rupees right true spend so why it on even wilson club yeah. yeah totally so there is power built there's wilson there's second hand equipment with us there's a lot of beginner brand this decathlon does such great stuff yeah i mean it's right? better to buy a branded uh, set of uh, golf clubs rather than yeah. you know just for the sake of having the ping name or the tailor made name on your clubs which actually won't do anything to you yeah so if you want the names i would say go for pre owned mm. if you don't care about the names but you're looking at a budget just go for one of these you know beginner golf sets there is nothing wrong in it true true uh, in fact decathlon has been doing some really really good work i'm very impressed with them i know i shouldn't talk with them because i don't endorse them mm. but uh, i mean i'm i'm not a sponsored or an ambassador for them but uh, the fact is that they do some really quality work and uh, they back it up which is a great thing and at the price point that they provide you golfing products at i think it's a great bargain and value and for me it's important that anyone who has an accessibility to be able to uh, go to a decathlon and pick something up and play golf as long as you're playing golf golf it's it's a great thing for us so yeah. i'm happy about that anyway so it doesn't matter whether you buy it from decathlon or someone else true um, when it comes to branded and uh, branded equipment uh i suggest you can check out our website uh you can call this a little bit of advertising if you like but actually you could get original product at a much cheaper price uh, sometimes hardly used by people right and that could be a great bargain so instead of going for fakes you know uh, which would actually harm you physically also in the long run you might as well go for something which fits your budget or you want to go for a name then buy a pre owned but don't go into fakes at all there are also some blogs available uh, online in fact even on my website how to find counterfeit products 
so you know you should always look at that because there are many ways that uh, counterfeit products get out in the market and i've seen a lot of like these golf pride grips that get out counterfeit yeah uh, it seems very tempting and you really can't tell the difference when you hold uh, an original and a fake in your hand it seems very difficult to tell the difference the difference actually comes in is that i've seen that players who get golf pride fitted uh, grips fitted on their clubs don't change their grips for 2 to 3 years mm. and the people who get the fake golf pride sport they change their grips in 3 months true true that's the biggest difference right so yeah pay money paid one time instead of paying it again and again but that is the whole idea i mean i my golf uh, set is more than 8 years old now but uh, but it's working fine for me i change my grips every year just to make and i you know make sure that my grooves are sharpened every year yeah so that everything you know and rest of the set is fine i mean if you if you have a good branded set yeah um, you know it it lasts you as long as you know you play respectfully i mean if you are not someone who's just bashing his clubs every other round correct then then i i guess it will last you a lifetime and of course i mean i am all in for pre owned uh, clubs man uh, after i think it's a great value for money it is actually after meeting you especially when i i i bought my titleist uh, driver from you and uh, it was what 917 i guess yeah uh, titleist 917 i mean it was just a 2 year old club and i got it at a very uh, decent price right and uh, i have not had any issue with it i mean the grip is still fine so i mean i i didn't have to change my grip as well so anyone who is listening to us uh, i'll we will put down the uh, website golf garage link on the show notes below also the couple of blogs that rahul spoke about we'll try to put the links in the show notes so that you can go and check out the links and you know make a purchase decision whenever you feel like and at the end of the day it's more about you know you guys are trying to get into the game of golf rather than you know just thinking about oh is it expensive or will i be able to maintain this uh, you know style of playing i can i can set you guys up with a beginner golf set for 5000 rupees right a single club with me will cost you 990 rupees to begin with mm-hmm. right of course after that the sky is the limit but true uh, you know you could start with something like that and then figure it out you don't like the game you know it's like maybe 1000 rupees gone out of your pocket which is which is okay for someone to get hurt on because that's just probably going to be a bill in a restaurant even if you went alone right so and that should not be uh, you know an excuse that uh, i mean money should not be an excuse that you know you don't want to try this game yeah i don't think it's any more an excuse yeah you know True. you can even go to a decathlon you can actually start with a kit from there i think they they sell their beginners equipment at 1500 or 2000 rupees onwards mm-hmm. and again the same thing as long as you are going out there and trying to pick up a sport right that's what matters that's what counts whether you enjoy it or not is a million dollar question i can assure yeah. you you'll enjoy it but there will definitely be anomalies who will not enjoy it yeah true, but true. there is there is equipment available for a better price today there are golf courses available at a better price today and now the only thing that we need is your effort so and your intent <laughs> yeah i mean that's true i mean even uh, if you want to just play it casually and you know have a nice weekend with your friends and family i guess this is a great sport to begin with you can introduce your uh, kids into this have a good weekend with them on the course and on the range and just have a you know good time i mean i see a lot of uh, ranges where you have the cafes and everything is there so you know a good sunday brunch is you know sometimes all you need to have a good sunday absolutely i mean go get introduced to the game whether you like it or you don't i hope you like the pizza you know you you definitely uh, have fun out there 
there is golf ranges everywhere like anurag has just said about the cafes and all and i find that a really lovely idea go enjoy a meal hit some balls you like it you come back you don't like it you come back for the pizza whatever <laughs> yeah i mean that's true so uh, guys you can always uh, hit rahul up on his instagram as well as on the website uh, we'll put down the links below uh, thank you rahul uh, thank you for doing this show with us today thank you anurag thank you so much uh, it, it's been fun and also interesting to talk about the myths and all uh, and th- thanks for having me on the show uh, and things that i i can provide some valuable information really very kind of you no you 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 did provide a lot of good information and i'm sure you know we'll try to do more episodes like this with you in the future and uh, you know we'll we are also planning to do a, a video series as well uh, later on in the year and uh, maybe you know when things get better we would uh, you know definitely love to come down to the course and have a, a couple of rounds with you awesome that's lovely anurag <laughs> this was good fun thank you so much Thank you very much Rahul. So that wraps it up for today folks. If you like the episode, give it a big thumbs up, share it with your friends and let's go viral. Remember our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. We would love to have Rahul on our show again in the future to discuss more about golf. So if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember Life is black and white and everything in between.